Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games Cinemax. I am here, your host, and always here with me as well, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, we do have plenty to talk about. Maybe not as jam-packed as last week, but there is a lot on the varying spectrum of things to discuss that happened in video game news this week. And we will get to all of that after this. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. All right. So just to get the housekeeping out of the way, uh, you can, of course, you can watch us live when we are live, uh, usually really late on Tuesday nights, or you can watch us on demand on the W2 Network channel YouTube. But if you do want to watch us live, they're available on demand in those places as well. But we are on the W2 Network Facebook uh it's on if you're friends with me on facebook i'm it shows up on my facebook page it shows up on our twitch w2 network on twitch on our t- uh, twitter as well there's network there as well and of course um on my twitter at w tim shawnee you can also follow mark on twitter at humanity plague and if you rather would listen you know podcasts still uh a viable form to listen to audio things. Uh, you don't always have to watch on video, even though everybody's, you know, pretty much usually got like a video version of the show as well. You can listen on whatever it is that you like to listen to your podcast on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Google pods, whatever, Amazon, all that stuff. It We're on there. You can listen to us through there. And also you can just subscribe to the whole W2 network feed as well as, you know, just us, Video Games to the Max. If you describe to the whole network, you get Todd the Keiki's anime show. Uh, they do it every week. And then you can also get Radlitz's uh, Dammy Hollywood movie reviews, which they just, uh, and they also do TV shows as well. They just did the Orville season three a little bit ago before we started recording. And uh, they'll do that Metal Hammer of Doom as well. So you get uh, some good stuff in there if you subscribe to the network. Until then, uh, we will get going here with the uh, video game stuff. So there's a lot to go through on the spectrum. I'm going to go a little bit inside baseball here uh, to begin because, you know, it's it's as people that, you know, we write for sites and uh, edit for sites and do things. Um, it's very disheartening when you hear others in the same industry have to suffer layoffs and, uh, especially for me, Fanbyte was one of my favorite websites. Had started becoming one of my favorite websites to go to. They had a fantastic staff, had a fantastic crew there that always had some awesome editorial out there. They did, uh, you know, they did great wrestling content. I'm not a big wrestling fan anymore, but they did great wrestling content on that thing. Imran, Natalie, all of those guys over there, uh, my heart breaks for them that they, they all have to go their separate ways now. Even their editor-in-chief is out. I mean, Tencent just absolutely just dropped that news out of nowhere on them. They're sitting here hiring Sean Layden on one side, and they're dropping perhaps maybe, you know, I don't know what their numbers are over there, but they had to do well because it felt like everybody was starting to read their stuff, and not even their podcast network that has some tremendous podcasts is 
out as well. It looks like they're transferring over to doing guides pretty much for the most part, which I kind of get it. Guides are like the number one thing that if you write that, you know it's going to keep going um, and people are going to keep clicking on it. So I kind of get that, but it's really disheartening to find out that they're having a fan by on the other end of the spectrum. You also have G4, which uh, they lost uh, about 20 or 30 employees as well. Uh, it's, it's always terrible, regardless of whether the, you heard the terrible stuff with, um, you know, Frost making a big old deal about stuff or someone else. Um, they're still, it was cool that that was coming back. I think you and I talked about it, Mark. It was going to always be very difficult for that to still exist. Yeah, it's it's it. crazy that it's lasted, you know, this long. To be Dan, Dan knows like, to me, he may want to put yeah, the link in the uh, the link is in him. there. He can it, click. He on said it. it didn't. He said it didn't work. But try again. Oh, it didn't work. Okay. Uh, I never before like the layoffs happened. I never even heard of this fanbite website before. So yeah. Okay. I mean, to be like, fair, you're kind of like one of those that like you have your website, yeah, and you go to it or whatever. I'm kind of always trying to find the what's going on and everything with that. Um, it also helps that a few of these people are on uh, with they were with kind of funny before they went over to Fanbyte as well, which helps because I'm always uh, going on with their content. So reading up on it, yeah, yeah. Though, it seemed kind of crazy that like Tencent would be fronting this website or this. You know, yeah, I think it's part it's part of a the Zam conglomerate. I think they bought that, right? So they're then in charge of this website, and you know, yeah. But it, it'd be it's like how do you how do you remain ob- objective uh, when you know something like that can obviously happen? Or you know, it's like what what if a yeah game they ran out? into this before? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the guy from Video Games Chronicle went at it with Amron about something uh, coverage about some game i can't remember what it was but um it still sucks sucks to hear um as far as the uh, g4 yeah. stuff goes well what do you expect <laughs> yeah i mean obviously in this day and age it's just really hard to with people I, getting everything on demand and everybody's doing you i mean they hired what like three or four big time youtubers but you well, you took them off what they're doing to be with G four, and then you still have a lot of people that are doing a lot of that similar stuff now. And you got to remember but, when G four was around, there wasn't a lot of people that were doing that with video games. That, that's you know? well, there's two problems. The first is yeah. what is like G 4s audience because it's not for current kids yeah. because they're not going to yeah. watch that shit. And the old heads like you and I look at G four and just go like, this isn't like. G4 is embarrassing the first time around. Now it's like extra embarrassing. I uh, mean, it wasn't embarrassing. Like as far as like uh, X play and stuff like that, wasn't necessarily embarrassing. Attack of the well, Show was what it was, but yeah, there was a lot of other parts of G4 that was like, yeah, who cares? See, like that's why, like I know, uh, is it Austin Creed? That's his yeah, like Austin Creed, main name, I guess. Yeah. His non WWE name. Like he has this like big reverence for G4, and it's like. He's the same age as you and I, or you know, right. like mid thirties. And it's like, why do you have this, dude? Don't you like? Don't you remember like the eight hours of cops reruns that that, that were run every, run every night? And like yeah. how they only had like five five hours of programming and would like like rerun it like two or three times during the day. <laughs> yeah, no, it's and, it's true. I mean, but the other the other uh, issue is the the uh, 
I guess the Frost issue. I don't know why you would go out after you had several of your colleagues get fired and go, oh, yeah, I survived. I get it. It's more of a shot to the people that wanted you to get fired, but it still looks terrible. It looks absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and you should really think about the things that you um, decide to do. I get it that you want to get at the people that were hoping that you were one of the ones that are getting fired, but it just looks bad. It looks bad yeah. regardless. Um, and then she got fired. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you get fired. So that's the problem is if they had forgotten about you or they were going to let you have a, a pass, you kind of just made it obvious for yourself. So, yeah. You know, you didn't help yourself there at all. But either way, um, again, heart goes out to all those people. I uh, hope you find jobs quickly, whether it's in the games industry or not. I mean, I saw quite a few people saying, uh, I don't know if I can do this with the games industry anymore because this has been happening a lot. Uh, to be fair, I was reading something on Forbes, you know, just earlier today that they're expecting 51% of companies are going to be laying off people. So this is not going to be the first. It's probably not going to be the last. We're probably going to hear about this again. Uh, right. Quickly. Um, that being said, let's uh, move things along to, I guess, more traditional video game stuff. Um, here, EA Motive announced through a press release that there's a, they're putting a new Iron Man game in development. So... This was the same company that we just talked about, wasn't it? That they were doing an Iron Man game uh, in 2019 and that that got canned. Well, all of a sudden they're doing another one here. Um, this is a single player third person action adventure to title. It's currently in pre-production. So that means we're not going to see it for quite a while. Um, Oliver uh, Olivier, uh uh, who worked on the Guardians of the Galaxy game with Idos Montreal is executive producer. So that's a good uh, thing right there because I love that game. I know you weren't um, super hot on it, but I, it was fi fine. But I didn't like this. Like the production values of that game were the problem. <laughs> yeah, um, you know it is. We've had this conversation many times about yeah. Square Enix and the Western Studios. Um, but yeah, it, motive. The last game they made was uh, the Star Wars. Uh, oh, was it Squadrons? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was uh, an unexpected hit for them. You know, let's hope that this is going to be on that level. They're saying that, you know, they're wanting to deliver thrilling gameplay, uh, something that would be basically a celebration of the entire character, a love letter to the, the hero, and then... You know, they, they definitely have a passion for Iron Man. Of course, you would expect them to say something like that, but still, it's good to hear. So it's good to hear that they, they've got the good things going. Um, you know, you can make it what you will with EA and the one, one thing the they Star should do, stuff, but yeah. One thing they should do is just, like, lift the Anthem flight technology or flight system from that game and put it in this one. <laughs> What are you saying that that's the only thing that was good about Anthem? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am saying that. Okay. <laughs> except, well, except for the except for the fact that it'll like overheat after like ten seconds, and then, or you know, you had to keep like getting into water to cool it off. I was like, this is dumb. Like, well, yeah, definitely don't do that with Iron Man because that will piss a lot of people off. I mean, is there something you would want to see in that? But, in that I game? mean, you know, 
like that avalanche game from like six years ago, like big open world, fly around, do it, you know, do whatever you want. That's what everyone, I think that's what most people want. They don't want some like mission focused game or like, you know, level based game. Yeah. Um, it definitely, I think you're going to want, they are saying it's an original story. So that's positive. Um, I think you do need to have some stuff where you're, you know, Tony Stark as well. Um, in there, perhaps I guess that would be the story moments would be when you're Tony Stark, I think. And then, okay, well, you're Iron Man and here's your next thing you have to do. Let's see how ambitious they make this. I'm not, I'm not going to be upset if it's not open world and not like, oh my God, I can fly everywhere and blah, blah, you know, is there going to be, and yeah. On the heels of Spider-Man, if it's not like that, that's a problem. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, let's see if they do it, right? Because, uh, you know, will they go more of the squadrons route where you um, it is more kind of mission-focused and all that? Or do they go the Spider-Man route and say, okay, look, this is a Marvel game. We got to make it big. We got to make something that people can feel like they're in the environment and enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I'll agree with you that I do think they should go that route just because it's the proven, but I'm kind of just happy that we're getting an Iron Man game and this is a studio that knows what they're doing. So I'm just happy that that's happening at the end of the day. Like let's see when we get it, obviously that's going to be the thing that we have to kind of, how long is it going to be in development for? But you I mean, know that dead, that dead space game isn't even done yet. So, <laughs> I mean, at least that dead space game has a release date of next year. But you know, that's it. Seems like they're far, but they also have stuff to go from on that, right? Yeah. Like th- that they have the old game to go from. So this is a little bit different. They're gonna have to start from scratch here. But uh, I would yeah, say if that... we get it before twenty twenty five, so that's he... something. Here's the big question. Do you think they get Robert Downey Jr.? Do you think uh, they should get Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> I mean, that would be a total plus if they could. <laughs> um, definitely would be a huge selling mark for that game. They could get the, it doesn't matter if that game, you know, was kind of just middling. If you had Robert Downey Jr. doing the lines, I think that would just get people to be like, all right, I'm bumping this up like two points already. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it depends yeah, I mean, on how much Disney's invested there. Or if it is, is even connected to the MCU at all, or if it's just, you know. Th- that's the thing is because they're saying it's an original story, I don't think so. And it really only seems that Disney puts the big bucks out for stuff that's going to be on Disney Plus or in the movies. When it comes to their games, you're not getting these, um, especially on the Marvel side, you're not getting those actors to come back for roles like this, you know, so... It'd be really funny if they instead they got like Chris Evans to voice him instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting <laughs> for sure. Um, I would expect probably like maybe one of the ones that have been Iron Man for the cartoons, you know, if not, you know, the traditional video game voices that you are used to hearing. Who who did Iron Man for the Avengers? Oh, I think that was Troy Baker. Yeah. I guess they could try to get Troy or Baker to do it, right? One of, you know, one of him or you know, maybe Nolan North or someone like that. Yeah. <laughs> but again, this is uh, always cool news that's 
that we're getting. Uh, all right, Daniel, you're here. Hey, everyone. Sorry, I had to use a different browser for some unknown reason. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on the... Uh, we're about to close on it, so you came at the right time. Any thoughts on the Iron Man game announcement? Could be good. Could be terrible. We'll just have to wait and see. Hey, man, yeah. Iron Man 2 is good. Just like the movie. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, it's one of those properties right now that is so ingrained in people's head with Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark. If they try to go away from it, a lot of people's complaints are going to be, it doesn't feel like Iron Man. That was the Avengers problem. <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, was. the Avengers wasn't really trying to, wasn't the story more about Kamala Khan than it was about the Avengers themselves? Yeah, yeah, they looked so, at all the designs from the MCU. <laughs> yeah, that was the problem. If they had gone yeah. with like pure comic book designs, it would have worked better. But they used the MCU designs just to not have any voices, the personalities be different. It just would have been better if they had used a different design. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's the thing with um, this is that it, being a reproduction, there's going to be a lot of stuff we're going to find out in the next who knows how long until we get any kind of reveal for this uh considering how i would say like ubisoft with their star wars game we haven't seen anything from that yet and it's been at least a year so i would expect we're gonna go through the same cycle here with iron man it'll be at least a couple years before we see something i'm sure Uh, a couple uh, years easy uh, unless someone, yeah, unless someone does what happened earlier this week, which got to be very careful what we do here because I uh, don't want to get thrown into the inevitable uh, takedown and everything else that's going to happen here with Grand Theft Auto 6. Well, don't show any uh, clips get, or footage. Yeah, no, I'm you know. definitely not going to be putting up. No, I, I can't even show a trailer of Grand Theft Auto 4. We get copyright uh, claims. So <laughs> Rockstar is is huge about please don't show anything about our games at all. Um, but they anyway, trailer for bully, they don't care yeah. about that. <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll do a trailer for table tennis. I mean, obviously at this point, table tennis might have a, a shot at coming back before bully. Really? Um, that being said, I think grand theft auto, obviously it's the biggest property that rockstar has. Um, they did not, want this to to get out at all and mainly part of that is because of the terrible um social media is at its worst when you see stuff like this like most people don't understand game development at all and they don't understand why the this is why people are so secret about things because when you have things like this get out what people do oh that looks terrible oh like, dude, this is super early. Of course it's not going to look the best. Like, this is not optimized stuff that's ready to go. Like, uh, it's just, but yeah. just, yeah. No, I was going to say, did either of you actually watch the footage or any of the trailers or anything? I saw some screenshots. I just don't, I didn't want to participate in the, in this. So I, yeah. I watched two of the trailers, the one in the uh, restaurant or the fast food place. And then the one that's more development i guess like of the woman outside like being shot up by cops and like yeah, that's some of the pictures i saw 
yeah, like the textures aren't there, obviously. Like she right. she's fine. And they're like one or two cops that are like detailed, but like the other cops are basically like stick figures or you know, like Avatar men. Yeah. But like it looked good, I thought, you know, even way way in alpha or you know, barely a game. Like yeah. the main female cop that they showed that kept like focusing on like looked good. Like how she animated. And she had like several different like poses and stuff like that. So all the people that are going like, oh, it looks bad. You're like, you you guys are idiots. Like, well, I mean, I think it's not only that. It's like this is a studio that like we know if there's anything, the graphics department's not going to be the any issues right. at all, right? So, like, I wouldn't worry too much about oh how it looks right now because you know they do a great job in making sure that this game's going to be top notch when they do have it come out. So yeah. I. Yeah, I don't worry about that stuff. I think people are just, again, it's social media. They love to find things to get upset about and all of that as I'm trying to fix this camera. Yeah, it it sucks for the, the company because this could delay Grand Theft Auto more, right? Well, I said it wouldn't or that it wouldn't. Yeah. They're going to try for it not to, but I think it's, We'll have to see. I mean, even the fact that the FBI is getting involved at this point, trying to find the the hacker, um, which... If they can't find my Facebook hacker, go figure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's um, just, it's funny. These businesses could accidentally publish people's private information, credit card numbers, yet somebody still steals alpha footage from them. Oh, no, we've got to get the FBI involved. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, this affects them. Like, I know, I know. It's yeah. just, I, I mean, my degrees in IT or information security, and however this happened, which we'll probably never know. But my guess is that somebody probably shared their login information with someone, and they decided to go in and start pulling footage. But yeah, supposedly is that they appear to be legitimate. It's claimed that the leaker have downloaded videos from slack so it's probably exactly what you're saying somebody left either somebody left their slack login available for somebody else to get somebody hacked into their slack or somebody gave login information and thought they could trust that person and then well and then there's also the uh chance that it's a disgruntled former or soon to be former employee that just decided well screw everyone i'm doing this and put it out there yeah that too but that could be it i mean we had the a few months ago there was the diablo 4 hack and and another one this week as well another one this week yeah (laughs) well i remember we were debating then was was it truly a hack or was it kind of a well we're going to put some of this footage out see what people say and be able to explain well, hey, we didn't release it. This isn't a finished product, so don't judge the game based on this while they get free feedback, basically, from how it looked. I don't think that's what happened with this because it was so early, but yeah, it's just Plus, interesting. Yeah, well, it's also like Rockstar. They don't have that, that negative connotation that Blizzard has right now. And Yeah, but I, I think crazy. also like the Diablo one is just people being stupid. Like, yeah. Why are you streaming this on Discord? Why are you streaming this to anyone? 
with an easily like, identifiable and searchable it, ID tag. Yeah, <laughs> like know. you are not supposed to be doing this kind of stuff. You know, it's probably somebody like trying to show their friend, oh, look, I work on this game. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, like you cannot be trusting. There's there's stuff that uh, let's say Keith or or someone else has, you know, found out at Outer Haven or even I've been sent things before and I'm I don't go around telling Mark everything that that comes into my DMs or or whatever because even though you know I feel like I can trust Mark or whatever it still just they ask please do not send this to anyone don't talk about it you know even when we when you know we're going to talk about some idiot later uh, idiot YouTuber like there's a reason why they tell you please do not post anything about this until such and such day. That's just how it works, man. Like and then this alpha foot is leaking is just it sucks. It sucks for all the people that work on that game that are now there's probably some lunatics out there trying to find these same people and you know death threatening them and and other kind of crap too because there's people that are just stupid and they don't even though it's very clear that these are early builds of this game, there's no way this game is going to look like that when it gets anywhere near to being shown to the public. And people are going to take that and they're going to be like, oh, remember when... G-? And I love the fact that you have various developers and publishers coming out and saying, oh, look at this game. You guys keep saying the graphics are the first thing to get made. Well, look at look at how that looked two years ago. And I love that we, we keep seeing that so that you see that solidarity and people just understanding that, hey, this is what happens in every single game. You shouldn't be going around trying to hack this stuff. It's not good. We had the same problem with the uh, well, Last of Us Part Two leaks as well. People already had their minds made about the game looking at footage that's not the end of the game. like Or it's not the, the final build of the game. I mean, you know, it's just... It's stupid. I hate that we have to talk about this stuff. And if any, uh, there was a website, I think it's, uh, I can't remember what the name of it is. They just had to deal with Rockstar um, finally ending their settlement. I think it was with, um, because they posted something from the last leak that happened. You just don't want to get involved in this stuff because they're going to come at you hard and it's really not worth it. And I think they also had stuff from the supposed Red Dead Redemption remake in there. Um, so, yeah, that's not it's not great. Um, the Diablo one's just some idiot. I'm sorry. Like, I don't feel bad for somebody that is streaming something that you're not supposed to be streaming and then somebody gets a hold of it. At the end of the day, don't do that, man. Yeah. Just don't. Uh, or, like, put yourself on... Like lock your Discord so nobody else can get into it or whatever. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me why you're why you're showing this stuff to people, but you kind of put that on yourself at that point. Ah, anybody else want to make a comment before we move on? The GTA Six thing reminding me of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this I mentioned already. Um, the there is a YouTuber named Dan Allen Gaming that decided to have an alt account called The Real Insider on Twitter, and he accidentally DM'd the wrong person 
on the wrong account, which I think we've all had that happen if you have two accounts. Like I've done that before with the network account on Twitter uh, instead of like my own account where, you know, I meant to, I was, I think, requesting something, uh, some PR thing, and, and I messed with the wrong account. They're like, uh, okay. <laughs> I swear you were talking to me with a different account earlier. I was like, yep, I'm sorry. That's my personal one, but it's, I'm the same person. They're like, okay. Uh, so, but that's nothing compared to what what happened here. <laughs> Apparently, he sent down uh, the worst guy you could send down uh, a rabbit hole and Jason Schreier to, on his vacation, mind you, look up past tweets and kind of look at both the accounts and find out that he was essentially getting coverage from Ubisoft and other companies, and then he was breaking the NDAs on this other account. for no. Re- he wasn't getting money out of this. He was doing it just for internet clout. And now he's probably going to get nothing. Uh, no, he's return. probably going to get sued. There's a difference. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to get sued, and then all the clout that he had before is going to go down the tubes because he's not going to get access to crap anymore. This is also just why you why people say, oh, man, the gaming industry is too secretive. Oh, why don't they just say things and whatever? And it's like, well, you have idiots like this. They make it hard for everybody else. Now, this is another case where more people will not get access to things because they can't trust you because you have got people like this. And it's just it sucks. It's not great. Uh, sucks for Ubisoft. I mean, Ubisoft unfortunately gets all their crap leaked, whether it's this guy or somebody else. Um, but it's just like I don't, I don't get it. Like you already get access, right? Because you have 189,000 subscribers on YouTube. Why did you need to go do this too? That's kind of the funny, funnier things I saw is like when this story broke about like, oh, this you know big YouTuber leaked this stuff, and I'm like, I never heard of this guy, and I'm like. He has less than, than 200,000 subscribers. Like, that's a big YouTuber? Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is in a way. There's people that can't even get, you know, a thousand. So. Yeah, but like the Mario Maker streamer I, I fucking follow on YouTube has like 780,000. So. Right. But I mean, we, we don't know if he's already developed that trust factor with certain studios, right? And. Uh, sometimes it's not all about the following you have. It's about the trust factor. And when you break that trust, it's very hard to get that back. And it makes it very difficult for these companies, especially the big ones, to trust smaller outlets or influencers. I don't know if this is going to affect influencers or YouTubers going forward, uh, get them getting any access or whatever. But it's, um, you know... I can tell you from the story of when we got Mario Kart 8 to review for Switch, the amount of stuff I had to go through, um, emails I had to get from various PR people within Nintendo. You, you, had, to then, sign over, like, you had to sign over your first official daughter, but you, you don't yeah, mention her anymore. <laughs> yeah, like the them having to make sure that it did not get to my house earlier than like the day before the game came out and everything uh, because they were so scared that 
information would would get out or something. I was just like, I've done this before. I know, you know, we're not. You don't want anything out by this date. Trust me, I'm I'm not gonna do that. And they're like, listen, we're just we're doing this with a lot of people. It's not just you. And I'm just like, okay, it's fine. But this seems like we're it's like way too much, you know. And that's just one company. There's so many times you have to sign NDAs or embargoes and you can't talk about something. And then you go around having somebody break it. And it's not And his stupid response, his, his apology of, Oh, everybody breaks NDA. No, not everybody breaks it. Just you and other people that are like you that don't think about that short term gain that you get. It's not going to help you because you're going to get blacklisted from everywhere else. So it's not going to help you at all. And and it's but, it's just stupid. So like that one uh, IGN reviewer a few years ago who was plagiarizing reviews. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh God, Philip Eason, come on, man. I, well, it's it's yeah. I mean, you answered your question. It's somebody that's just looking for the short term gain and not thinking about how it's going to affect anything long term. But like, I just don't get it. Like, you're not getting money from somebody to have this alt account. No, so, but like. Yeah, you know, it's, internet uh, fame is considered, you know, a still a currency or still viable. Like, if I had an exclusive that like no one else had, and it, if, not saying it was under NDA, but like if I if I confirmed knowledge that like you know a Splinter Cell game was coming, like a new one, I'd right. I'd say it, assuming there's no yeah. NDA. An NDA, right, obviously, right. yes. Well, and being able to be known as somebody that's breaking this type of news is also what will get you more subscribers which can make him more money on his yeah. channel uh but if you're keeping those two channels separate yeah but the just, paychecks still going the know. same you know <laughs> yeah yeah just um you know make sure you don't don't get jason Schreier in your case because you're screwed after that um speaking of exclusives this uh this new website that has popped up in the last i don't know a couple weeks what insider gaming was called was going around with information that I haven't seen anybody else corroborate yet. Um, and this was like, what, a couple of days ago? So I don't know if this week later on we'll get other sites corroborating it. But it's a rumor going around that apparently uh, the P- you know, Sony is considering doing an overhaul in the middle of next year where they would release a PS5 that has an attachable disk drive. It doesn't say that they would stop releasing the other two and then just basically, depending on the order, decide if your PlayStation is going to have a disk drive or not. I kind of assume they would. If yeah. First of all, I don't yeah. believe the rumor at all. <laughs> yeah. Because I saw like the, I think some other site had a report about, like, this wasn't for the disk drive, it was for, like, the hard drive, for, like, storage, not... Like the like the Blu-ray that's drive. that's more possible. Second, about second the of all, drive, yeah. Uh, this is stupid because anyone could just plug in like an interface to a computer, the Blu-ray drive, you know, whatever contents on the disc, and then start working on a PS5 emulator. <laughs> that's that's why yeah. like, the Xbox 360 HD DVD drive never like played games. Because like, that's a easy, that's a good vector to run unsigned code or to get shit off an Xbox 360 quite easily. <laughs> yeah, 
it it doesn't really uh, also i just don't think that this is like a, a smart thing okay are you you're gonna if you're gonna say okay we're gonna make one skew and we're removing the we're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna take the digital only one that's gonna be our main skew and then okay if you want a disk drive then here you'll get the detachable disk drive with it oh and this will be a way we can cut manufacturing costs and then lower the cost of all the the reason why we did that that price increase we're going to lower it back down to the normal what it used to cost okay i guess that could happen but i could also just see so many people lose those attachable disk drives and then they have to order them again and it just becomes such a hassle i don't know also i think sony would have announced that if they were going to yeah, to me, it yeah. sounds like somebody got a hold of like internal speculation emails, ideas that they were kicking around yeah. about what could happen, but not it didn't go probably didn't go any further than just wondering if they could do something like this. I mean, in yeah, a way, somebody told sense. them a story like, oh, well, you know, at one point they were thinking about doing this, and then... yeah, I mean, in a way, it kind of makes sense because, like you said, if people keep losing the disk drives and they have to keep buying new ones that's more money for sony but uh yeah i i think there's too much of a risk of like mark said somebody using it to build an emulator it's just it's not going to happen remember i mean this is a while ago but remember some of the dumbass speculation that like microsoft was going to announce like an xbox 360 like you could use the hard drive as an mp3 player and it's like yeah that really happened <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, they did. Uh, and Microsoft did lower the the amount of checks or whatever that you have to do now when you want to play your game offline. But you still have to do some of them. So uh, I just don't think that this would work for Sony either. Like, it's just also yeah. I like the like the little blurb about like, oh, it's not going to ruin the console aesthetics. And it's like, what is going to be like a slot loading drive? You can just like pop it in and out, like. Like an old car stereo or something. Yeah, like oh, it's gonna be a USB thing you stick in the back of the PS5, and oh, well, now you put the disc through here. So how is it gonna? You th- don't you need the disc to be using the internals of the system? Or, well, I mean, obviously the disc. It's not like Xbox where you installs. I think it's still partial. Do, does it still partially install only on PS5 or it installs everything? It installs everything. Okay, yeah. So like. The disc is just there to, to start make the game. Yeah, to start it's like, it. It's like a, yeah, authentication check, and that's it. You yeah, know? I don't know. It it doesn't make sense. There could be other things that they could do. Release a portable UMD drive. There we go. Yeah, I could definitely see them if they wanted to include one that make one that's more expensive that has a external, you know, an extra external drive or a bigger hard drive in it. But I don't see them doing something like this. It just seems weird. But uh, at least we know that if you get the PSVR 2, you're not going to be able to carry your PSVR library with you uh, because it's not compatible. Apparently, this is part of a podcast, position blog podcast, and they wanted to make sure that there was nothing that was going to hold back the PSVR 2. So that was part of the reason it's um, there's just there's a lot more with the PSVR 2 that wouldn't be in the PSVR 1 that's not in the PSVR 1. And I don't know if it's just something like that or 
something else that makes it difficult. But yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they looked at the amount of playtime with all these PSVR one games and said, uh, "This doesn't seem worth it." Uh, I see that happening because there weren't like I could see them like backward emulating like the five or six PSVR one games that are actually like worth a damn. Yeah. So that's it. Believe me, I'm sure Beat Saber two or Beat Saber will be working with PSVR two. No goddamn problem. <laughs> Well, and I don't think anybody that had a PSVR and got a PS5 is really surprised to hear this news when you had to send away for a dongle to plug in just to get it to work on the new console. I didn't expect anything to transfer over once I saw that was what was happening. I knew they were already done with the old one. They're moving on to the new one. A lot like what Facebook is doing really with Rift and the Oculus now. The Rift head the stuff doesn't have to be compatible with the Rift headsets anymore. Now it's all Quest Two all the time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it makes sense. I know people are going to be upset if you still have your PSVR one games and you really wanted them to work like, on your PSVR two, but like, like I said, there are like five or six PSVR one games that should that should be emulated, like Moss, uh, the first Astro game, Beat Saber, Super Hot. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe that Iron Man thing. That's about it, you know. Like yeah. that thing didn't have a lot of great experiences overall. I don't think so. Then yeah, I mean, then also like um, right now, when you still don't know how many people are going to adopt the PSVR two, especially if now I'm seeing rumors that the PSVR two could be expensive. Like I was heard of like five possibly even more than the five hundred. If it's um, more than that, that thing is dead in the water. Yeah. Yeah. If you're only gonna have a limited amount of people that are gonna be buying that thing, why would you go through the extra effort of making sure that these games that they're probably not gonna buy uh make sure work on this? Uh like you said, um if I'm pretty sure that whatever that um, team of Sobe's working on is an Astrobot. Yeah, I may even be for the PSVR two, which would make me sad because I really want to be able to play that without outside of the VR. But if that's what it's on, then I get it. Right, it was a huge seller for the PSVR one. You will you play don't it do you like really it. need to? Yeah, <laughs> I mean they could they could make uh, Astrobot one work on that no problem. Both the Moss games. All of yeah. that, but I I don't see them making this huge foray into that. Plus, I mean, it wasn't until the PS4 that Sony, I mean, yeah, Sony didn't do it with the PS4, right? Because uh, they couldn't get it to work, did the PS3 emulation to work, um, and then the PS5 they had to, but that's different, right? There was Sony people that owned the PS4. I guess they just kind of said, well, it'd be a lot of trouble to make this work. And it, that being said, I mean, at least. There is some uh, positives there for uh, for people that had the PSVR too. You know, they're going to try to make it the best it can be. But at least we know that um, Lack of Dragon is continuing, but it won't have the Yakuza name in the United States anymore. Uh, they have chosen the people at Sega and the Rigatoku uh, Studio. I know, I just said that wrong. They just decided to... Name it very much like it is in Japan. So in Japan, it's not called Yakuza. It's called like a dragon. This would be kind of the equivalent of 
Capcom deciding to name Resident Evil Biohazard. Uh, so if you don't know, in Japan, the Resident Evil games are called Biohazard, uh, and here they're called Resident Evil. It's just weird, Mark. <laughs> like, I, it's, too, it's too late in the game, and yeah. Yakuza, like to their detriment, has gotten too big. Exactly. Like This is the wrong time. And just, also, I would have done it before Like a Dragon. I would have done it with Yakuza 0. You know, that was a game that kind of yeah. kickstarted it back again. But the, the also the inherent problem is I hate when they change names like mid like in the middle of whatever. Like it's always gonna be Dr. Robotnik to me, not fucking Dr. Eggman. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Koopa it's Koopa, not Bowser, or Princess Peach. No, Princess Toadstool. Uh, I mean Princess Peach is that's been a while. So that's an N sixty four. Like yeah, not, not that long. I mean, I but well, just, I mean, considering <laughs> how long that's been. I mean, I was also the same same game that changed Cooper's name to Bowser, and it's like no. Yeah, I mean, I think they wanted to make them actually feel like they had names, so I can kind of understand that in a way. Koopa is a name. Yeah, <laughs> but they had name. other things named Koopa, <laughs> so they had to distinguish it. You know to. That's why Koopa Ling worked because they're like Koopa's little soldiers, not you know the Bowser kids. No Koopa kids. That's way cooler. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I told yeah. this to Jens, and he was all excited because he was like, "Oh, it makes more sense because the uh, the historical games." And I'm like, "I don't care." <laughs> well, he also he was agreeing that it. Yeah, he was he's all for it, and okay. I'm like, "No, that's dumb." Well, all right then. No, it's just it's one of those things where like. How many people are going to be confused and go, oh, this is Yakuza? Okay. You know, um, like we get it because we're, we're, in, we're looking at the news all the time, but we're so used to being called Yakuza. I think like it kind of just, it rings off the tongue better. Like it's just when you say Yakuza, right? Uh, unless you're talking about the actual Japanese Yakuza, like most people will be like, oh, you're talking about the game. And yeah. now it's like, it, it's also, you're going to get confused because people would just started calling like a dragon, the game, like a dragon. So like, oh, now the whole series is called like a dragon. Like, ah, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's slightly different because of the studio politics involved, but it's the same thing about FIFA and EA FC club or the fuck they're calling that thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's FIFA. Like, <laughs> Right, but I mean uh, that's different because FIFA is the, you know, the the governing body of soccer. Just so. like Yakuza is a governing body of of c- crime. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think it's gonna. Part of me is being really pessimistic and just thinking now we're gonna start getting uh, Yakuza re-releases as like a dragon, and they're gonna just remarket it, the games with the name change to try to get more people into the franchise. Yeah, but I mean, you have a fairly recognizable brand. Why change it? Unless it's something like a copyright reason where they can't copyright the the phrase Yakuza. I mean, that's the only thing I can really think of. John Yakuza wanted his name back. (laughs) Well, it's like uh, the Sci-Fi Channel back before it was Syfy S Y F Y, and the only reason they changed it was because they couldn't trademark the phrase Sci-Fi. Right, sci-fi channel they common. could, but they couldn't just do sci-fi, so they changed it. Yeah, it, it, well, that could be it too. But I also, it's just they feel like, okay, well, let's just make it closer to what it is in Japan. It's all one thing instead of 
okay, we got to rename it when we make things over here. I mean, for most people, it will still be forever Yakuza. Like, it's never going to just, I think, come out of the... Because the other games are not going to... I mean, unless they, they do do that, I guess they could. They could start making uh, physical copies and they could rename it on the digital stores, you know, like a Dragon Kiwami or, you know, like a Dragon 6 or whatever, I guess. Well, and they kind of have to if they're going to the point where they're renaming the franchise. They're going to have to do that. Otherwise, casual people that enjoy Like a Dragon will never know they could go play these other games that are the same same franchise. All the Yakuza uh, released games I have are going to shoot up in price and get the physical versions, the old ones. Well, yeah. at, le- at least they did. Uh, we talked about Ishin last week because I was part of the state of play. But they had a um that morning they had the reveal of obviously like a dragon eight and the game that's basically happening it let tells you Kiryu's story in between uh yakuza six and yakuza like a dragon which the name is freaking amazing in in english why is why didn't I have that in front of me? I have to go find it. But the the name is freaking awesome. It's like the one who sealed his face or something like that, which is like great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Mark, I, there was a lot of people that were kind of upset at oh, this is time to move on. Like I'm done with Kiryu. Like let let it be about each because. They also revealed that Like a Dragon 8 is going to have Kiryu as sort of yeah. like a, I guess, part of the party, or he's going to be a major character. Or well, he's whatever. on the box art, you know, he's yeah. <laughs> right next to Ichiban, so... Are you I cool mean, I think that, or did you want it to be I, like, I thought they okay, did a nice Ichiban's job. Time. I thought they did a nice job in Yakuza 6 of writing Kiryu off, or giving him like a good story. I think he's still too popular like a, of a character. And I, I at least like the fact they made him look a lot older in this one. It'll be fun hearing him bitch about how old he is now, and how his dragon tattoo is like sagging on his back. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I, I kind of get those people in a way. The, the thing I would do is have it have it be a marriage of the two games. Have Kiryu be like the beat him up guy, and then have Ichiban be the RPG guy. Okay, it's it's called like a dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Still, yeah. still a cool name. Um, so, so that's the one that's uh, Kiryu's story between six and seven, or <sighs> six and like a dragon, whatever. Um, also, like the Kiryu with the gray hair, it's weird, <laughs> but I guess at least they age him, you know. So that's something. But yeah. <laughs> Are you are you like are you happy about all these Yakuza games coming or sorry like a Dragon games? No Yakuza. Uh, yeah. It's okay. I don't care about the Stronk one at all. I know Yens is all pumped up about it. I think he played the original one or he tried to. I got a feeling they're gonna like eventually burn that series out to keep pumping all this stuff out at the same you know quickly. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I liked how they had uh, it's Kiryu, but he just has a different name. Um, it does. Ishan looks really cool though. With the uh, he has the sword and the gun, and uh, I'm kind of excited to play that as well. But obviously, Like a Dragon Eight is the one I'm excited about because Seven was my 
sort of big introduction to the series and, you know, partial to Ichiban, obviously, and that whole crew. Happy that the crew is back. Going to be fun to see what surprises they give us and everything else. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's great that the series has gotten popular enough to where they are releasing a lot of games. But like you, Mark, I am worried about like, oh, are people going to get fatigue with Yakuza and then it gets it gets burnt out really fast. But at least that's uh, some cool announcements that we got from Sega there. Konami also uh, announced Suikoden in 1 and 2 remasters as well. So these are HD remasters of Gate Rune and the Dunn and Unification Wars. Um, they're going to be releasing on all of the consoles, um, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and uh, PC uh, via Steam. They're going to have um, some graphical, mechanical, and quality life improvements. They're not going to really touch the sprites. They're just going to update them in HD and then mess more with the, um, I guess, the, the backgrounds. And yeah. they have also like redrawn the character boards for Suikoden in one yep. as well. So I was going to say, this is the only news that mattered this week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, supposedly Konami has a lot of stuff in the can they just don't want to reveal it all but that's cool that they are doing this remaster or these remasters um if they're anything like the uh you know we got those castlevania collections and everything so if they do this right I think no, we're these see are a lot of people these are different from those because those yeah. are like just straight ports or you know like right this, this like looks like they actually spent more time on fixing it up and looking making it look good like i, I yeah. heard it, oh, it's compared to like the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, except not shitty. Yeah, I mean the Pixel remasters weren't, I'd say, shitty. Just the fact that they, you know, didn't put them on, uh, you know, consoles, just PC, and so it. But I am, but yeah. I I never really got to play these games, quite honestly. So I'll be, it'll be cool to actually be able to go and oh, check all them your. Out. Uh, all your BS, Xenoblade Chronicles obsession will go away once you do. <laughs> Finally get to a good RPG series. Oh, stop that. <laughs> what are you talking about here? Well, uh, I'm kind of the same way. I've been aware of the franchise. I've wanted to play the games in them, but I've never really had an opportunity. Uh, when I saw this news, I was actually thinking that would be something good to pick up and just be able to finally get into this. Yeah, I yeah, mean that's like a day, a day one purchase, or you know, if they come out with some stupid collector's edition, I'll I'll buy that. <laughs> I mean, they looked really good too. Uh, they're not like as clean and pretty looking as like let's say like when they do an HD two D, but they still look pretty cool. And um, gotta give Konami credit. I mean, at least for their back catalog, they're doing them justice. You know, they can't make a new game to save their life or anything as far as it goes right now. But uh they didn't actually announce who's like making this thing though. That was like the weird part. They just said like Konami, but I said you guys don't have anyone left. So who's who's actually fronting this development? <laughs> yeah, that's the weird thing. They don't really like, you know, talk about who their like studios are. Like we don't really it's all just okay, Konami and that's it, you know? Even there, like I, when I've tried in the past, when they were still making stuff, uh, even their PR is kind of like secretive as well. <laughs> so, 
Um, hopefully, it, hopefully this thing doesn't cost three hundred dollars like Suikoden in two costs. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I mean that's that's a positive too, right? We don't we can get Suikoden one and two at a decent price, and not have to go pay ridiculous aftermarket costs um, from that as well uh, as you did, right? You had to yeah. pay crazy amounts of money. So. Yep, and it is coming sometime next year. So I think like the someone like leaked it on Steam it was like March. Like, really, really soon. Yeah, damn, that's pretty quick then. Uh, so we already, yeah. have, we already have 2023's Game of the Year settled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would count for Game of the Year. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I guess just to be fair, because we talked about the Sony, when they raised their prices outside of the U.S., uh, Phil Spencer was asked about if he would raise or, you know, if Microsoft would raise prices for Xbox, uh, they said that not at this time, but they, he obviously can't rule out anything. Uh, can't ever say, you know, completely no to something basically. Um, but he doesn't really want to, especially because, you know, the series S isn't giving people incredible value at this point with that, you know, $300 price point. So I don't think that they, he obviously he says this about everything, so I don't really know that you can really make too much about this. Like, if this is the same thing he said when this thing wasn't going to be exclusive or all this other, he always says, "Well, I can't say no for sure, but you know, you never know in the future." Like, I don't put a lot of stock in this, quite frankly. It'd be funny but, if if he said we're going to do the opposite. We're going to raise it in America and. and- Keep it the same everywhere else. <laughs> no, what would really be funny is if they said, we'll do the opposite and we're going to lower our prices by $50 for the Series X. Yeah. Keep yeah. the S the same, but lower the Series X price and then see what happens. Like, really stick at the Sony at that point. Like, just like, we're going to... I mean, it is good that we're seeing a lot more uh, stock for both the PS5 and Series consoles going up uh, perhaps by the time we get to the holiday season people can actually buy them this time and it won't be this crazy mad rush to not find anything and let's nice see. dream especially with the ps5 one <laughs> yeah uh elden ring already won one award at the japan game awards i'm not really surprising elden ring is going to win a lot of awards this year so um, but good to see that it's already getting uh, honors, and especially for uh, Miyazaki and From Software. So I don't know if anything you wanted to say about this. Uh, it's the game of the year for uh, for every site. <laughs> Come three months, four months from now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it will be for every site, but yeah, I'm sure well, probably for most for, sites. Probably not for Switch exclusive sites. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly not. But. Um, Someone got it, someone get Elden Ring running on Twitch and run out like four frames a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just really quick, the they came out with the MPD for August. Uh, no surprise that Madden is number one um, at all. Saints Row is actually number two. Uh, that's actually pretty decent considering you know it did not get good reviews at all. Yeah, I'll, I'll positive uh, buzz. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Elden Ring was uh, right there at number four behind Marvel Spider-Man. Dude, those Marvel Spider-Man games do not go away. They keep uh, staying up there. 
um, along with Mario Kart and Minecraft and Lego Star Wars. I'm just happy that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is still there in the top 10 for now. Um, and Soul Hackers 2 is there at 15. So That's not too bad, yeah. actually. No. <laughs> like, That's, yeah. <laughs> Not too bad. I still don't think it's going to be selling well. And it's the, I think it's in the top on PlayStation as well. So that's a positive. Yeah. And hey, at least hardware sales grew as well. 14% over a year ago. So that's uh, positive too. I guess it, it obviously helps that there's more stock for PS5 and Xbox uh, series going forward now. But always nice to know what those uh, numbers are. And of course, it'll you know, Madden getting number two, not surprising. Even though apparently this year's Madden is not, not very good, but or at least not much of an improvement from the year before. But we'll see. I'm shocked. Uh, shocked. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. It really shouldn't be. Well, have you guys been playing anything? You can go well, first. <laughs> I've actually uh, had a little bit of time with my daughter being sick. Uh, I uh, realized that over on Steam, Tim Tim, or Tim Tim, I'm, I don't want to, everybody is going to call it a Pokemon knockoff. It's really not, but. I mean, it is inspired heavily by yes, Pokemon. But I they mean, did do a lot of uh, stuff differently. Uh, and it's an MMO. Also. Yeah, which I haven't really seen any. I haven't gotten to the point where the MMO comes into a account other than seeing a bunch of other people on the screen. Uh, I mean, the game's good for what it is. It's fun. It's different enough with the way you're running with two Tim Tims battling at a time versus two other. So there's right. a little bit more strategy. The game's built up. You have moves that build off of the different types. So like you have a MP. Yeah, I mean, it, as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's good for what it is. It's fun. It, I don't sit there and play it and think, wow, this is just a giant ripoff. It is inspired, but they changed enough that it feels different enough that, I mean, it, it's enough to kill some time. I haven't seen any of the, uh, haven't run into any issues with the, uh, the pass that they sell yet that's cosmetic items. From what I can tell, it's just all cosmetic stuff. So it doesn't, matter that much anyway uh for what i've been doing it's fun it's definitely a lot different than when i got it i think a year ago on early access just to try it during one of the steam sales so oh, okay so you're playing it on on steam yeah i i bought it a year possibly more ago uh when it was in early access and i just i played it then thought it was interesting other stuff came out and I just realized that it came out of early access, so I fired it up to see what it was like. Yeah, I, I played it the same, like, that first time it was in early access. Uh, I thought the same. I thought it was a pretty good, like, just starting to have something different from Pokemon, right? And the fact that they kept giving it updates, they kept adding stuff onto it, then they put it on PS5 first, and I got it there, and... Yeah, I've I've enjoyed it so much, just like you said. Just there's a lot that's come out, and then of course, you know, Pokemon itself uh, has new games as well. So, uh, you know, hard to go back to something like this. But I think if you're wanting to see what a Pokemon MMO could be like, 
this does a really good job of that, really. And and if Pokemon was more like an actual traditional RPG, and not so if Pokemon evolved a little bit more, what we could see like that that um that first time I played it in that MP like all of a sudden having to worry about an MP bar, I was like, oh crap! I actually run out of moves, and I can. Yeah. I can't, can't do anything. Same, yeah, you can't <laughs> spam the same move, and you're going to actually damage Tim Tim if you do that. So there's yeah. a lot more strategy involved in the battle. Uh, some moves can only be done after so many. Uh, they have to charge up two, three rounds before you can do it. So it's definitely a lot more strategy than what you would normally get in a Pokemon game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anything uh, else we've been playing or? That's all I've had really a chance to. Uh, my daughter's been sick for the last three days. So while yeah. I sit with headphones on to pass time while she's asleep, I'm just playing whatever I could. And I realized that came out of early access. Mark? Time to start playing some solitaire games on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I finished the Assassin's Creed DLC, the Ragnarok stuff. And for a brief moment, I thought I screwed myself bad in that game, but it fixed itself. Like the last mission is like go and infiltrate this prison and rescue your son and basically do the end game. I did that, and there's like a locked door in that place that opens during that mission that has a bunch of keys in it for like like late game gear. And I didn't get those keys, so I went back there after it was done, and the gate was the door is locked again. And I'm like, oh, because <laughs> I haven't saved in a while, and all, all my auto saves were like past that mission. So I'm like, if I have to, if I have to roll this game back ten hours to like oh, get this goddamn man. door open, no. But I, I closed the game and reloaded it, and then the door is open again or just gone. And I'm like, thank Christ, because I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I started playing GTA Five <laughs> on the GTA Six. For, I wasn't because of that. I just I bought it like a few weeks ago, and my PC can't like run it that well anymore. I've had the PC version for years now, but right. I got the PS5 version, and it is still good. I still like it, despite the story problems. Like, it's a real that game's kind of a bummer because it just screwed up Franklin so bad in that game. Yeah, and the last like I haven't gotten I haven't even, I'm like unlocked Trevor yet. I'm only like five hours in. I really dislike that game though because you can't like restart missions halfway through. It's like you have to like either fail the mission or complete it and then like restart it, and it's like this is dumb. Like if I hit a wall accidentally, I should. I'm like, I know I'm gonna fail it. It's like, let's let me restart it right goddamn now. I don't, you know, let's skip the me me failing this part and let me just restart it right now, please. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing is they hacked uh, Super Nintendo support on the analog pocket. So it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> it like looks really well. It looks really good, and it works well. And most of the games are supported. Like, there's, like, one yeah. or two games that, like, aren't, like, Kirby's Superstar, because he has, like, screwed up chips in it. But, you know, like, 98% of the games are supported, so that's pretty good. <laughs> hey, that's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I've been playing Super Metroid on that off and on. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I have been playing a lot of the... Square Enix decided to release all their demos for all their games that are coming out. Uh, Dealfield Chronicle comes out the day the day after this is up for most people. Um, 
I played that. I played the Harvestella demo. I played the Valkyrie Elysium demo. Uh, and the Star Ocean... Uh, dang it. I, why do I always forget this name of this game? Uh, Star Ocean Divine, uh, Divine Force. Force. Yeah. yeah. A demo that came out uh, earlier yesterday morning. And um, so uh, Harvestella is... Basically, like Spurinus's take on Rune Factory, but it has some of the Fall Fantasy job stuff, and so you're this you create this uh female character, and you do get to do some of the farming stuff, like uh, you know, growing the plants and watering them, and then you also uh craft and that kind of stuff, a uh, fish. Uh, the fishing is much simpler than, you know, in other some of these other games. Uh, but then there's the story that's involved in this, you know, with the uh, about the quietest, which is pretty much like the death season. <laughs> and then there's other stuff that's involved in that. So you get to play like, the first two chapters in the demo, which I think gives you a pretty good sense of the game. Um, I liked it so far. Uh, you get to unlock the the fighter class and the mage class. And uh, I like the way they, they both work. It's um, pretty much like uh, action RPG when you're in the battles. Um, so it's, and you do get a party as well. So like you do get different party numbers and stuff like that. So like if say you're not huge on the farming, but you like say Final Fantasy stuff, I think this could work for a lot of people. Like, there's enough story in here and enough things that you can, you do that would be much more like an RPG um, that if you're not big on a lot of the farming stuff that you would do and say like a harvest moon or Stardew Valley or whatever, I think this could be that gateway for some people to kind of give those games a go. But I, I, I really like that. I think I'm seriously considering picking this game up when, it comes out in a few weeks uh, because yeah. I, I've seen I've seen other people bitch about the the time system or like the clock or whatever whatever yeah the there. clock uh, I f- thank you for reminding me about the clock the clock is re- I hope that they do something with that where they update it or whatever because they do have a save system in the game but it's tied to like these spears that you have to get like let's say the the one in the story mission in chapter two where you have to find this this person it's way it's a dungeon well it's not really a dungeon but they call it a dungeon it's way up there like you have to go far and even when i got to the save point even if you go at like eight or nine in the morning which the problem is when you go on the world map time goes a lot faster than when you're actually there inside the whatever village or wherever you're in so in that time that it takes to walk from where you're at to the part of the um, where the dungeon starts and then to get to the save point, huh, you're already you already lost like three or four hours. And then to get I don't even know if there is another save point where you get before you get to the story part where you're actually trying to solve that mission. But I went far. I tried to go as far as I could. And you run into so many enemies, you can try to go by them and stuff like that. You don't have to fight every single enemy that's there. But there's some of them that actually like block your path, so you have to fight them. 
And of course, obviously being the mage class, you're a bit slower to attack than you are as the fighter. You can't switch between them. So it's not like you're stuck in that class or whatever. You can switch between them. But man, if I didn't have... And then also like getting healing items is not like something you can just buy at the store. Uh, you have to like... The only time I've gotten healing items is when they just gave them to me as part of the just going through the days. Um, so that's another thing, too. If you run into a problem where you're trying to get through all these enemies and they keep attacking you, if I didn't have those healing items, I would have died. So, yeah, it's just that clock system is a little bit too... It's too quick. Like Maybe in the actual game, it's not a big deal because you're not timed as far as the days go. But if you're trying to actually finish this... Uh, demo it's difficult because you only have 15 days and yeah i'm already at day 11 and i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna make it don't worry i'm sure the actual game we'll get a uh, song to play in your ocarina that makes time go slower <laughs> the i thought the Field chronicle was actually pretty decent it's it plays more like command and conquer um or halo wars or whatever than uh you know, like triangle strategy, traditional start strategy RPG, whatever. So this one's like where you actually like command the units and you have to send them into the battle and all that stuff. Um, it has a story, which is, um, I you know, we're not far in it at all to really be able to tell you anything. But you're like, you start out with these these three people that are part of like a, they're just a mercenary team and then they get added to this fleet that's part of this nation and then you're you're trying to do missions based off of that but from the little bit i played it's you know if you like games like command and conquer or halo wars or whatever then you might like it because there is final fantasy stuff in there like immediately you get a little orb that you can summon bahamut and have bahamut go down and freaking smash uh the enemy units or whatever so um, interesting that, that they're just like putting, they're they're making these games that don't have anything to do with Final Fantasy, and they're just putting the Final Fantasy like elements in there now. Well, sure, I guess Square Enix, um, but yeah, just to get people. Well, uh, hey, it's the only thing they got left. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was funny. I was like, well, this is not a Final Fantasy game, but okay, sure. It's, Neither uh, is spoken, but yeah. you know, here we are. It's in here. Cool. <laughs> We're going to find uh, out later that all the games are somehow interconnected. Yeah, and... exactly. They're all part of some big, you know, screening uh, family thing. At, at, the, at the end of every game, the character, main character will wake up and they'll be in the Animus. <laughs> right. That, that's those, exactly what's those, those two games did cross over. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. Um, Valkyrie Elysium... That demo was fun. Uh, so you're basically just controlling uh, the one Valkyrie, but you can summon other characters um, to like fight with you for a limited a time. And depending on which one you summon, that controls the element that you have on your weapon at that moment. So it helps when you go and you're fighting these, like, say, the like, zombie characters that are weak to electricity. Well, you summon the guy that has the electricity, and all of a sudden your sword has that for the duration of the the guys out there. Um, there's a big boss battle at the end of the first chapter that was pretty fun. 
Uh, it seems like you can do a lot of customization with the changing of the weapons and all that stuff with her. Um, there's a story with Odin basically making you so that you're his like conduit, kill these uh, these worlds and uh, these um, these monsters that come out. So yeah, it seems like it could be pretty interesting. It probably better of the games that are all coming out in this. Uh, Altogether, this seems like it could be one of the better ones. Um, I had a lot of fun just playing. So, and then uh, the way you traverse the world is pretty interesting as well. So, yeah, I, I think this is actually hopefully this is a good like revamp for this series that hasn't had a new game in a while. And then if you get the the digital edition or the deluxe, you get the Valkyrie profile, the first game, the PSP version. There's that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think that people should try this out before they go and plop $60 on that game with all these other games coming out around the same time. But I think this is, hopefully, this is going to be one of the better ones. Uh, conversely, Star Ocean, I don't know. Um, unfortunately, that series, as fondly as I remember it from like the PS3 game, which I think is the last one that was like good, this one could be decent but i just think it's going to be one of those that it comes out and then no one's going to talk about it yeah it's like most of the star ocean games <laughs> yeah like i don't know it just it seems fine like it's going to focus more on like the sci-fi part of star ocean and stuff like that but um and and you can control all three all all the characters in your party at any time you can switch between them and stuff like that it seems decent it's just i don't know uh, it's it's the one that like I played it and I was like okay well this could could work um, it's it's fun like the gameplay is fun and everything uh, there's a lot of talking like all right for a demo it felt like there was a lot of talking going on um, but yeah just if you like Star Ocean I guess you're probably already excited about this but out of all these games that are coming out in a short period of time. I think this is the one that's going to get kind of glossed over, uh, unfortunately. Uh, probably along with Diofield Chronicle, I think. I think like those out of the four, you're going to see a lot of people probably talking about Harvestella. You're going to get a lot of talk about Valkyrie because it's that series coming back. And the other two, I think, are going to suffer because of that. Like Diofield, you've already had a lot of strategy RPGs this year, so... I don't know. Uh, I will say the robot that to where you can like fly around and uh, do stuff in this makes it makes the combat a bit more interesting than it would have been otherwise. So that's cool that that's there. But yeah, that, after all that stuff that I played, I did play a little bit more Soul Hackers too as well. Um, Another hour. Mark Mark <laughs> Mark pretty much uh, gave you all the the breakdown on that. Um, yeah, it's it is what it is. Like, I like the the you know the battle system enough, um, and getting the you know the demons, and I do like the fact that you can go around the dungeon and like talk to the demons and they give you stuff. Yeah, I like that too. More also, yeah. like you don't have to like waste a turn negotiating with them in battle or. Although it's yeah. the kind of problem of like, well, what if you want one specific one and they never pop up? <laughs> yep, that too. Um, 
I, I like it's just that system is there from like Persona and and Shimigami. So like that's not necessarily anything um, they surprising. New <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just I don't know. The story's just kind of like blah. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I'm not like super far into it. But I'm like already kind of just like okay. Did you like, get the four main characters yet? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the the main characters already. It's just. I'm just like okay, whatever. I like I like Ringo and um, what's her name? Fig. Yeah, I hate the name. It's fine her name though. Yeah, and but the the two revived characters, I guess. Well, um, all three are revived, but yeah, yeah, Milady. Like, yeah, Melody. Ma- God. Milady. Yeah, she's she's something else. Uh, I don't know. I was just kind of like, wow, we made this big deal, and this is who it is. Somebody that's like doesn't seem to want to uh, be where they're at. Cool. Um, but yeah. I, that's a, that's the hallmark of any good video game or TV show. Just like a Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's it for me on playing games here. Anything you guys want to talk about? Um, uh, Andor is debuting probably as we speak. So I'm sure we'll have thoughts about that next week. About any anything else you guys want to talk about TV show wise or whatever? I haven't watched it yet, but uh, just to continue the tradition it, on this show, Quantum Leap came out. Uh, yeah, Quantum Leap. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm gonna check it out. Uh, it is a continua- uh somewhat of a continuation of the original series. So Sam Beckett is still out there somewhere. Who knows if we'll see him later on in this season? Uh, once, once they can afford the uh, Scott Bakula books, I think uh, something tells me it has worked out too well for his NCIS show to end, and this to get started for him not to show up this season, despite what he says about how he turned it down, and everything else. I mean, we've seen people, we've seen actors lie about being in shows, movies, everything. Just in yeah, the last it's, few it's years, such so. a. That's like the one huge like reveal that they don't want to make sure that'll be spoiled, that'll be so. the first the first season finale reveal is so she just pops up or like the main character jumps into his body. <laughs> yeah, I mean I can see that being on the season finale or maybe the episode right before the finale, so you actually have him in yeah. the final episode. But uh, just like on Chuck, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, miss that show. I I did really like that too. Uh, but yeah, uh, Lower Decks is still good if you're a Star Trek fan. I'm trying to think what else. Harley Quinn just ended their run. It was a strong season where we're set up with the fourth season of, I don't want to give anything away, but we're set up that she could be doing something different in the fourth season than what we've seen the past few seasons. That's the stuff that has stuck out in my mind. I know I'm forgetting stuff, but did you watch the uh, latest episode of She-Hulk? I did, and yeah. all I can say about it really is it sets up the uh, cameo that everybody wants to see. Yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, Tennessee's 3-0 facing Florida this week, so my optimism will be dashed by Sunday. Yeah, Arkansas is the same way, 3-0. Let's see if they can beat Texas A&M and keep it going and then they'll just lose Alabama and it won't matter. <laughs> well, so I get game day is going to be in Knoxville. 
So I get to watch ah. Tennessee get killed live to a national audience on CBS. If, if history is any indication. Right. Let's hope history doesn't repeat itself. <laughs> and what do they get if they win? A trip down to LSU. And then the week after that, Alabama. Talk about a rough three-game schedule. Uh, I watched Clerks 3. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. How was so that, it? It was actually playing in my local theater. Uh, and it wasn't like as cheap as it should have been, but it was cheaper than other prices. Uh, if you're grading on a curve of Kevin Smith films, it's probably like a six out of ten compared to like his past fifteen years of darkness. As like a film, I'd say it's like five out of ten. There are some really bad moments in it. Like Amy Sedaris is terrible, and so is Justin Long. And they're in like, oh my god, one of the worst sequences ever. And there's a sequence of like cameos by other actors like Ben Affleck and Sarah Michelle Geller is so cringeworthy. Like I had my hand, hands in my face trying to stop it from happening, but as a story, it's fine. And yeah. the, the nice thing I like, I liked about it was they had a lot of people from clerks one in it. Yeah. Like one gag doesn't work because they basically like recreate clerks one 30 years later. So the one gag that doesn't work is in Clerks 1, there's a scene, a, sh- a quick gag of, like, a little girl smoking a cigarette. Oh, buying now she's like, Yeah, only now she's, like, 35, and it's like, wait, what? Like, I, I understand the reference, but, like, this is dumb. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. But, like, everything looks, you know, it looks good. Like, they recreate a lot of, like, sequences and shots from Clerks 1. I, I think it's a good, like, love letter to Clerks 1. But you have to, like, really like Clerks 1 to like this thing and the clerks two character elias is terrible and the whole movie and i'm not kidding when i say this is centered on the idea that cryptocurrency and nfts are a good thing oh my lord <laughs> well let's be fair to it when it was being filmed i think it was st- everything was still at a high <laughs> yeah but kevin smith is in the fr- forefront of this bullshit where he was trying to sell that his kilroy was here like horror anthology thing as an NFT. Yeah. And he, he does this like shuck and jaw. Like he tried to like sell red state at an auction, like the distribution, but like he basically like, sold it to himself. And it's like, no, you idiot. Like if you're going to make it an auction, make it a real auction. Don't just say, Oh, it's an auction. And then there's a lot of people like you have been for 15 years now. I think it's fine. Like, you, like I said, you have to really have to like Kevin Smith, but it's not as grotesque. I feel like most people that are probably going to go see this have yeah. some kind of affinity with Kevin Smith or Clerks. Or... It's not as grotesque yeah. or as unbearable as Jane Silent Bob 2. Well, that's a positive. Yeah. I will definitely just wait till it shows up on some streaming service. Yeah, so. Blu-ray or did, yeah, digital. That's yeah. Plenty okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... I was going to go see it, but it came out on our my anniversary. Right. And then my wife yeah. said no... She has seen the other movies, but she doesn't remember them. Well, it's, it's a perfect romantic movie, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I'll argue up and down. Clerks 2 is actually a really funny movie. Everybody I agree with you there. has enjoyed it. Even if they didn't get all of the callback references, they still enjoyed it for what it was. And, I mean, I was looking forward to Clerks 3 just to see the characters on the screen again. Uh, I, even, I like parts of Jay and Silent Bob reboot. The whole thing was just terrible, but there are parts of it I could watch and enjoy it. Like uh, that one character named Jihad. 
or the <laughs> Russian villain that's a villain because they're Russian and for some reason they decide to attack a a Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, then you have the funny instances of the Chris Hemsworth cameo as the hologram saying, yeah. and I can't believe I can't, I have to say this, but please don't do something to the hologram because you will burn yourself. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. was, you know, there are parts that are good. There are other parts that aren't. He really needs to get back with Mosier for the editing, I think. Yes. That's where everything I... started to go downhill. See, Mosher is actually in this movie at acting for like a second, or he reprised as like a, one of the Will and Black characters. Yeah. And it's like, what happened? You, you, you were there, man. You could have prevented some of this shit from happening. Like, why didn't you stick around? <laughs> and and then it's like, oh, wait, he has, actually has a career in Hollywood. He wants to avoid this shit. So, <laughs> right. Well, and then you look at the people that he, that Kevin Smith does get to show up and. I, I mean, like I said, in reboot, I enjoyed uh, parts of it. The story was terrible, especially the third, the final act. But it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. So, Thank, thankfully, in Clerks Three, his wife and his daughter are in it. His wife is only on it for screen for like three minutes, which is like nine minutes too long. But his daughter doesn't say anything, and it's like, thank Christ. Yeah. Well. I- yeah, his daughter, she's not the worst actress, but she's not, she shouldn't be the lead in some of these. Yeah, she, she's in it for like two quick cameos, and that's it. And it's like, all right, yeah. that's good enough, you know? Well, like, I had no problem with his wife being her role in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, because she only had like nine lines, and she wasn't like super bitchy. <laughs> right, but then as it goes on, she got more and more... Bit, like, like yeah, Clark's too, just, it was... Oh man! <laughs> well, yeah, but her—I feel like her personality worked in Clerks too for the character she was playing. Well, you'll love Clerks three then. <laughs> no, I mean I'm looking forward to it. I, but like you said, I'm at this point I'm just going to wait till it hits streaming because the only way I can see it now is by paying the full price Fathom event ticket. Yeah, and like I. Oh heck no! <laughs> I mean it's at, yeah. at the theaters around me. It's like twelve fifty, so it's not terrible, but yeah. That's actually I'd, how much my ticket was. Like the it, the more expensive one was like fifteen, and I was like, no, I thought it was going to be five, and because I saw a matinee, but it's actually like eleven, and I'm like, eh, I'm already here. So, yeah, I mean, I know Tuesdays they, or at least around me, they do the five dollar movies, which is what I was mm-hmm. getting excited for until I saw the regular price. I'm like, eh, no, never mind, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that is. Uh... That's a thing around me as well. The movie theater next to me does that too for Tuesdays. I'm like, yep, that might be the day I go see movies <laughs> from now on. See, my local theater just has like every day is a matinee day, or you know, before 6 p.m. It's five bucks. Ah, All right, good. cool. I wish the ones around here did that. Some of them do it, but a lot of times it's not that cheap. I think it's like eight bucks or something like that. Yeah, I think the oh. one or the ones around me are nine for a matinee. Yeah. Jens doesn't like to go to movies now because they're expensive and he also can't get loaded beforehand. And it's like, that's not a great reason to stop going to movie theaters, you know? Yeah. Because, because I mean, the, the bar expensive next door, part, yes. Like, yeah, but because the bar next door closed down and you're, you know, heartbroken over it, it's like, yeah. Okay, bring a flask in or, you know, like, right. or not drink beforehand, you know? Right. <laughs> drink after, depending on how well the movie went. But yeah, Clutch uh, 3 is like, it, it was passable or it was bearable, let's say that, to for like two or three sequences. 
Well, that's the, good. At least, at least it wasn't like an atrocity that you spent your morning going to. Or something. Yeah, yeah. If it was another reboot, I was gonna walk out. Uh, I watched that. Uh, I've watched, I guess, six episodes of the ten of the cyberpunk anime. Do they make I think play it, cyberpunk. Yes, but I don't want to play it because I don't <laughs> like. It's not gonna be like that. So, um, no. I well, plus Studio Trigger is great. Like I. I love everything Studio Trigger usually does, uh, but the the show is really good. I think people should watch it. I think um, you can say what you want about CD Projekt's uh, games, but they hit it with the the actual other stuff when it comes to like Witcher and Cyberpunk. And I don't blame them for saying that they're going to keep that IP going, just not update. 2077 anymore because the world is actually like really interesting like like mark says it makes me want to check out cyberpunk 2077 but i really like the character the main character and then all the other characters that are in that show um so i think it's really good i think people i think you guys should check it out i think it's worth worth watching and it's they're really quick they're like 20 minutes when you cut out the intros and the outros so yeah. I'm too busy watching the falling skies over here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of uh, lots of blood, lots of you know crazy stuff happening. So it's plenty of uh, things there for people. Like you know, t- you know, there's typical anime stuff, but at least it like t- tries to stay true to what it is, and I appreciate that. That was kind of, I think, most of me watching stuff this week, but um. All right, if we don't have anything else, I think that's going to do it for um, the show this week. I think uh, I did mention that Deal Field Chronicles is pretty much going to be out by the time uh, we this podcast is up. If you're interested in that, go check it out, uh, pretty much. Um, that Deathloop is on Xbox now. If you didn't get it on PlayStation, you can finally get it on Xbox. <laughs> And, yeah, I think that's sort of it until we get to the Dark Elysium and all that that comes out. I think, oh, the Legends of uh, Trails from Zero also will be out before we do the podcast next time. So that's another one of those that I'm like, why all these freaking JRPGs coming out at the same time? (laughs) It's too much, too many games. Uh, that might have to be one of those like rainy day when I know I don't have anything. Uh, buy that because I like the trails from from the Sky Games a lot. So and that's pr- sort of like starting that arc. FIFA's um, coming pretty quick, so I have to like not entangle myself in a big long game at this one. Uh, but, real real yeah. quick, talking about FIFA because I saw this today. What do you think about them possibly putting uh, Ted Lasso and AFC Richmond in FIFA? Um, doesn't bother me. I mean, hey, if Steve can be in an NFL game, why not? <laughs> yeah, like I guess if it gets people interested in in playing the game or whatever, that's fine. Um, are they gonna like if it's gonna be we're gonna add an extra story part with Ted Lasso? I'm I don't know. That, a, could, that yeah. depending on who writes it, that could actually be good. Yeah, I mean, my thing with Ted Lasso is mainly that I love Ted Lasso as a show. Um, I love the fact that it's it's more 
not it, it's it's about the soccer, obviously. It's about the team and everything else. But um, I just don't like what it has done to anytime you mention an American overseas playing soccer, you automatically get the Ted Lasso reference. So like it's become this like moniker that you give Americans. Uh, it is a Ryan Reynolds yeah. soccer show out now. What? Yeah, yeah, no, I have been I, watching that too. I've been watching that decent. too. Yeah, I like the uh, one last week. Everything, what was it? Everything Wells are all about Wells, where they just went through and it was those two in a room talking and doing uh, basically a late night. Uh, part of it was a late night show segment. And part of it was like a cooking show segment. Uh, yeah, but uh, I was laughing throughout that. That show is uh, definitely. I didn't know what to expect when I started watching it, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually really good." And like McElhenney's like super passionate about that team too. He's just yeah, really into that. I was not expecting um, that's going to happen, but it'd be fun. It'd be the cool thing that they could say is in FIFA, but I don't know that it's going to really be one of those things that gets people to pick it up that maybe aren't going to do so already. Make him the cover um, athlete. Oh <laughs> but all right. Uh, if you like what you heard or watched, uh, you can always subscribe WTO Network on podcasts or on YouTube or wherever. Uh, or just subscribe video games to the max and you'll get whenever we make an, a new episode. Um, until next week, everybody. We'll see you later. Later. Later.